Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wise Woman Podcast, featuring leading voices in 2019, supporting women to fully show up, connect to their feminine authenticity and truth. I'm your host, Erin Rachel Doppel, bringing light to the marriage between Eastern practices and Western psychology, while encouraging you to show up for yourself and the world around you. May this be your time to shine. May you show up. I'm super pumped about today's guest. We have Natalie McNeil, award-winning coach, author, and speaker. Natalie, thank you so much for being here. I am so thrilled to be here. I've been excited to jump into deep conversation with you on your incredible podcast for a while. So thank you for having me. Of course, of course. We have a delicious conversation ahead. Natalie, please share with us all, how did you begin this incredible entrepreneurial journey? Wow. My entrepreneurial journey, I would say, started... um, way, way back, like the entrepreneurial spirit (laughs) I really had since I was a child. I was always the kid with the lemonade stand. And from the lemonade stand, I thought, well, there's 30 people walking by this spot at this busy, somewhat busy intersection in my tiny city every hour. So I think I could get a lot more people if I went door to door and then started selling more things. And going into my teenage years, I had a little stationary business and I had a babysitting business and I ran a little summer camp for kids. And then in my later teen years, like 18 is when I started what I would say is my first real business where I was putting together a business plan and I cared more about the profit and I looked at cash flow and marketing strategy. And then through university, I grew my media and marketing business and then ended up starting my production company soon after university. And at the same time, I was writing this little blog called She Takes on the World. And that took on a life of its own and ended up being my main brand that I focused on for just over a decade and wrote a few books for women entrepreneurs under that brand. And now I'm in this seismic shift once again, where I'm stepping into using my name as the brand and just relaunched under um, Natalie McNeil, uh, relaunched the website at nataliemacneil.com. And now I'm stepping into bringing all of me to business. And I think this is the first time in my entrepreneurial journey where I think all of my magic, all of my medicine is being added into this cauldron that is my business and my personal brand. And I'm just like alchemizing right now. And, and what's being created in that space feels really powerful. And I feel so alive and present and connected to the work in a different way. So that's the shift that I'm in right now. And that is my um, (laughs) 30 year plus entrepreneurial journey summed up in a few minutes. And that was a big email you sent out. Natalie in the last week sent out an email saying that she is closing She Takes on the World, which really was your brand for the last decade plus, and now shifting more into a soul-aligned space. And I love the term aligned action. I feel like that's something I talk about and resonate a lot with as well. So what does the new Natalie brand really look like? The new Natalie brand is unapologetically, authentically me. And when I started She Takes on the World, I was in a stage of my life where I was building this other company, the production company, and I cared a lot about what people thought of me. I cared a lot about being professional. I cared about bringing on big clients and there were a lot of parts of me that I shut down in that space. And interestingly, some of my mentors and some women mentors at the time 
shared with me a lot of ways that I needed to be if I was going to succeed in business. And I get that because it was from their personal experiences and they built their businesses in a different time than I was building mine. And so I had a lot of beliefs around how I had to be as a young woman in business to succeed. And as I started hiding parts of myself and sort of disowning parts of myself or feeling shame for parts of myself, I was in this space where I felt like, yes, I was having external success and I was building this company company, and I was proud of the work I was doing, but there was definitely a facade and there was a lot of hiding from my power, from my truth, from sharing my magic. And when people would come on my retreats or come to my events, they definitely saw it. And when people worked with me, they, they got it, but I didn't bring all of that to my brand. And it wasn't until I had this meeting with Ariana Huffington and she was like, you know, your generation, you get to do it differently. You don't have to try to be like a man or operate in like a man's business world to succeed. You get to create a different reality. Like this is a different paradigm. And that was really, that felt really expansive for me and felt like a permission slip into starting to share more of me. And over the years, I did start sharing more and more of myself, but it still felt like I was hiding a bit behind this She Takes on the World brand. And it's just been in the last few years as I moved my business and my life from Canada to the U.S., just before I was about to move, what I kept getting, the downloads I kept getting and the messages I was hearing was that everything from my old life had to be burned away, was going to be burned away. And I was going to step into a new cycle of my life that was even more powerful than anything I have experienced, um, amplified voice, expanded work, and that everything had to go. And there was a lot of fear in that. And I did end up moving countries. I moved my business. I was making a lot of shifts. I left a relationship I had been in for over a decade. And She Takes on the World was the one piece I was holding on to. And I was like, not this. <laughs> I've, had to, I've had to strip away everything else. Like, not this. I can't handle any more change. And it just kept getting louder and louder. Like, this has got to go. It's time. And so this year, I really stepped into that and, and just, as you mentioned, sent this email about all these shifts I'm making. So it's been a multiple year journey to get to this point where I'm ready to, to own like, this is who I am. This is my name. It feels powerful. This is, my, this is what I'm here to share with the world. Like These are my gifts. This is what I'm here to teach. Here's how I'm here to support people. And I just have so much clarity around that now. And that feels really good. Natalie 2.0. Incredible. Natalie 2.0. Maybe 3.0 or 4.0. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's life, editions. right? It's like, editions. it's like everything is, is a cycle like that. We go through these major cycles of our lives and it is very clear to me that I'm starting a new cycle right now. And it feels like a whole new paradigm. And in this whole new paradigm, it's shifting from, I mean, we're taught to be masculine, maybe hide your feelings, show up, work that nine to five, work that eight to eight. What were the practices that really helped you realign and step into this Natalie 4.0, 5.0? One of the most powerful practices, and this is a practice that's in my new book, The Rituals, is connecting with my impermanence and more specifically writing my obituary. And every once in a while, I have this practice of writing my obituary. And this may sound a little morbid to some people, but I invite you to try it because I think that connecting with the fact that we're here in this, in this lifetime for a limited amount of time, what what do you want to do with that time? And when I sit in that space and I ask like, what is my highest and best use on the planet right now with the resources that I have in this short amount of time that I have here, 
I get a lot of clarity from that and also a lot of motivation from that and a sense of aliveness that is unlike anything else that I experience in terms of like fueling me. And when I was in Bali, this was quite a few years ago on one of my first trips to Bali. And I was doing a workshop, like a Tantra workshop. And one of the practices, one of the things we were invited to do was be part of a cremation ceremony in Bali. And it's a a beautiful ritual there. And even though it was it was a cremation and there was a body burning on a pyre, there was also this sense of aliveness and joy and celebration. And it's like the, the depth of, of pain over this person that you've lost, like those, those depths of pain and facing off with death. It's like it opened up so much space on the opposite end for the feeling of aliveness. And it was unlike anything I had ever experienced before and really connected me to my own impermanence. And that's been a huge driving force in my life. So that's one thing. Um, Another practice that I have that's very powerful for me and also woven into the book in, in a few places is stream of consciousness writing. And taking some time to meditate, even if it's like a one or two minute meditation, some deep breath work, and then picking up the pen, opening my eyes and just letting words flow. And sometimes I'll sit with a question that I contemplate, like, what does my higher self want me to know right now in this moment? What am I not seeing that if I saw would open up new possibilities for me? where is there an opportunity right now to shift a relationship or to deepen in a relationship in my life? So sometimes I sit with a question like that in meditation for a couple minutes and then stream of consciousness practice three to five minutes, set a timer. Don't take your pen off the paper until the timer is up. And what you do in that space is just let it all free flow from you If you get stuck or you don't quite have the next word yet, you can just keep writing the last word until the next word comes and then you can read it back. And there's always beautiful messages in that for me. So that's another one of the practices that I use, especially during times of transition to get clarity on my next best steps and to stay motivated and inspired and taking that aligned action that you're talking about. There's nothing like a funeral to sober you up. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> it's it's such a, I was just on a phone call with somebody talking. I was at a funeral yesterday and it seems like this year I've attended a good amount of funerals. Some sad, great, great, really wonderful grandparents passing away and some really sad when it's, uh, you know, someone way younger and there's nothing like reminding yourself you have to show up right now like a funeral. So it was so sobering yesterday. I'm sitting in this funeral and and I'm thinking about how you know I have so many clients who are working on their insecurities or building their business and starting their coaching their coaching certification or launching the programs they want to share with the world. But imposter syndrome is holding them back or insecurity is holding them back. And when you really recognize that one day it's I mean it's over and sitting down and connecting to what you would want your obituary to say, now is the best time ever, ever, ever to show up. So I went to this funeral yesterday, I woke up this morning and I rewrote my book proposal and it's ah, it really, yes, it really, it hits you in the soul and it almost demands that aspect of stepping forward. Well, I'm looking forward to reading your revised proposal because <laughs> the the last one I saw was pretty great as well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely something that um, I'm going to continue sitting with and working on and meditating. And Natalie, this is a great time to really connect the program that I'm launching now and really speaking about often is the Certificate of Mindfulness and Wellbeing Strategy, where I train spiritual women to become coaches and help them launch and grow a six-figure business. And this really was birthed because of the one-on-one business coaching I did with Natalie. Can you tell us a little bit more about 
in this new phase of your business, what business coaching is going to look like? Mm, yeah, thank you for the opportunity to share that. And, you know, I've just loved seeing you blossom and seeing everything that you're sharing with the world. I'm just in awe of you and I love what you've created and your program is so next level. And I know going to change the lives of so many people. Um, it's really been an honor to be a small part of that. And in terms of business coaching, I work with what I would say is a, a soul-centered entrepreneur, someone who's aware of their gifts or aware of something they have in them that feels like medicine to share with the world, or there's a message that is on their heart and it feels like a calling. And sometimes it's not completely clear yet what that is or what it might look like in terms of how it's shared with the world, but there's definitely a calling on on the hearts of the people that I work with. And they feel like they're here. We're here to usher in a new paradigm. Like we don't fit into, we can't conform to this old paradigm because we're here to birth a new world and a new way of being. And so those are the, the entrepreneurs that I work with. And they're entrepreneurs who find their way into entrepreneurship because freedom is the only path forward, like freedom and being able to share their authentic selves and follow their calling. It's like entrepreneurship is the, is one of the only ways to, to do that. It feels like the path. So those are the kinds of people that I work with. And then we work with, we work with each other on the, the project that is the best next step. So we co-create a, it, sometimes it's a book proposal. Sometimes it's working on getting your book out into the world. Like this is my fifth book now that's being published. And I've worked with different publishers, biggest publisher in the world, Penguin Random House on my last couple books. And now I'm working with Chronicle, an amazing publisher and um, have an incredible agent. So sometimes we're working on book and like, how can we share your message in such a big way? Um, other times we work on creating a signature service. So taking that, that soul's work and building a signature service, building a business around your soul's work and a whole process for that, that feels good. And that gets you booked out months in advance, having a waiting list um, in your business. And then the third project that we sometimes take on would be a course and launching a course. So how do we package your expertise and your knowledge? And this is what we did. It's with you. We worked on both your book and worked on the course. You had so much to share and you had so much experience that you were at a level where you need to be training people who then take that workout into the world in their own practices. So having a train the trainer, having a certification was such a clear path for you to take. And I usually work with people on one of one of these three big projects. And it's usually for it usually takes four months. And we co-create something. We co-create a business. We expand the business in a way that allows you to share your magic and medicine with the world. And that's what my business coaching looks like. And then there's, there's a whole bunch of other layers that go with that around um, embodiment and embodying like what you are here to share and to do and your unique essences and gifts. Um, we talk a lot about mindset in the business coaching world and mindset is only one layer of energy. That's only one part of our energy systems. And um, I think embodiment is so important. And so there's all these other layers that we work on as well. And that's, that's what it looks like. And if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, oh my God, I really need a mentor. It is so healing to be fully witnessed in your soul's work. Mm. And I always love to say, and I always look around whenever you're in a social situation or really any group dynamic situation and you notice you are the smartest or most creative person in that circle, you're in the wrong circle. Mm -hmm. And once I started noticing yeah. 
that I wasn't finding the soulful conversations I was looking for. I wasn't growing or I wasn't being challenged. That's when I knew it was really a time to hire a mentor, hire a business coach and start scaling and growing. You're so right. And my next level has always been because I've surrounded myself with people at the next level. And when you step into that space, it can be, it can be pretty scary to have people, um, to have people witness you. It can be scary to be meeting new people and people who you feel are so much smarter than you or so much further ahead than you. But once you adjust in that space and you look at everything that's coming up because all of those, all of those feelings of discomfort or not good enough, or I shouldn't be here. I don't belong in this particular circle. Those are all messages for you to look at and, and to heal. And it's in that space that we open up, that we expand our capacity for more. And then everything just flows from there. Like abundance flows, new opportunities flow. You start making all these connections. And then there's always another level. There's always another level. And your ceiling is always going to be someone else's floor. Your floor is always going to be someone else's ceiling. And I think sometimes we think if I was just at that level, I would be you know, happy, or I would feel safe, or I would feel abundant. Um, and there's always, there's always another level. That's life. That's why we're here to keep on expanding. And I love that whole, I love that whole game. I love the whole journey of that. And, you know, I used to, I used to get really frustrated in getting to the next level or getting there and feeling like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. And now I just and love the journey so much. And as soon as I dropped into that place of enjoying the journey, everything got so much better. And really, once I knew, like I could feel that it was all just the journey, there is not a destination, that my destiny is not a destination either. It's all an unfolding that changed the game for me. I love it. That's so amazing. And I'll share with you a question that somebody recently asked me. Someone said, Aaron, what is something you do in your business that people would be surprised that you love so much? And mm -hmm. I said, there's nothing I love more than a good, uh, like quote unquote sales call, like a good exploratory call. Because I just love when somebody hops on a Zoom video call or a phone call and they, they really have no idea where it's going to go, like a potential client. Yeah. And I just hop on the phone with these people and I just love the fuck out of them. And like, I love hearing everything about their business or how they're evolving or what they're showing up for. And I love talking about money and their fears around money. And, and like, especially when it's like, oh, Aaron, this sounds really good, but, but like, how much does this cost. And it's, you're already so deep. You're already friends. You're already in a soulful conversation. I know I definitely felt that when you and I had our first exploratory phone call. I remember our first call. It was yeah. a good one. It was a good juicy call. We covered so much ground and I'm the same way. I love a good like introduction call. I was on one last week that was amazing. It was like 30 minutes. And at the end she was, I was like, have you thought about this? And if you connected this piece and this piece, I think it would work a little better. And I think all you need to do are make these shifts. And her jaw was just dropped <laughs> the entire time. And at the end she was like, whoa, it's been 30 minutes and it feels like three hours. Da, da, da. <laughs> I love it. When I hopped on a phone with Natalie, I basically told her everything I most desire to build. And then, and then Natalie kind of chimes in and like a very, like a very feminine way and says, wait, there's a book deal here, isn't there? And I was like, yeah, there is a book deal. <sighs> it was so yeah, sweet. I could, I could feel the book. I could feel the certification. I could see the bigger vision of how it all fit together. And um, yeah, I could just feel everything that you had to share. And it's been amazing to see everything that's, that's happened. I think it's been less than a year since we connected. Yeah. Yeah. You and I were working together. Mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. Early 2019. Um, I think I, I, I tripled or even quadrupled revenue since working with Natalie. You can take that quote. And <laughs> I, 
I so believe in mentorship. Natalie really opened up my eyes to, you can call it anything. You can call it like a professional older sister. Like you can call it that cool aunt that gives you good advice. But there are so many resources out there. If you have just a, a little, like you need to have just a little bit of belief in self to really reach out and jump into those sales calls. And Natalie, how do you find your clients? What are some of the avenues you use to find your your soulmate clients? Soulmate clients. Ooh, I love that. I I might have to use that one. <laughs> soulmate clients instead of like dreamy clients, because that's really what my clients always feel like. And if it doesn't feel like a soulmate client, it's usually a it's usually a no for me. I always I always have that knowing and we always have a connection and we like drop into the connection right away. I have a pretty large community. Like I've built such an extensive list and we get so much media attention that we we always have a lot of like incoming traffic and links and people who find me that way. And other times people just are open to a coach or mentor. And it's like when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And that's always been the case for me with my mentors as well. When I open myself up to, okay, I'm ready for my next level. Who's my guide into that space? The teacher always appears for me. The mentor always appears. And that happens a lot. I have a lot of strange stories from clients where they were open to that. And then they serendipitously were connected to me and there was that feeling or that connection. So I have a lot of, a lot of that that happens. And then otherwise it's from all the content I've put out over the years. Like I've had the, she takes on the world brand for over a decade. We have a pretty sizable like YouTube channel and over a million views there and a lot of organic traffic and people finding us just on like YouTube and Facebook, because here's the thing. In our businesses and in sharing our soul's work, there's a lot of seed planting that happens. And one of the things that I see over and over again when people want to share their gifts with the world and they have a message on their heart, you start putting it out there. You finally get to a point where you're like, oh, I'm ready to share this. Like it's bursting out of me. I have to share this. And you share it and there's only a few people that read that post. There's only a few ears that hear that podcast. And then you start to think it took all this courage to share. And now I'm sharing and there's like, it's not getting out there and it's not what I thought it was going to be. And seeing every time you share your gifts, every time you share that little whisper that's on your heart, you're planting a seed. And sometimes it takes a little bit of time for that seed to grow and expand into all that it's meant to be. And, you know, sometimes we have an expectation. I I love to use the oak tree analogy here because oak trees create acorns. They create thousands and thousands of acorns because that is what they are programmed to do. That is their like creative contribution. They're making all these acorns. Every once in a while, they create an acorn that will become the biggest, mightiest oak tree. But that is a very small percentage of the acorns that they ever create will actually grow into full oak trees. And yet they keep on creating. And I look at our entrepreneurial journeys in that way. It's up to us as soul-centered entrepreneurs to continue creating from a place of divine creative inspiration, like divine creativity. That is life force. Like that is the whole, like that is the world. That is how universes are created, how galaxies are created in the universe. And I just keep listening to that and keep planting those seeds. And sometimes they grow into oak trees and reach a lot of people. And other times they don't, and that's okay too. It's all part of the journey but I can see now that over 10 plus years of doing that, I have quite a few oak trees out there (laughs) that people come to and that have become like beacons in my business. And I remember, I remember when I only had 20 subscribers and was speaking to 20 people 
And then I remember the first time that I had an article that was shared over like a hundred without over a hundred thousand people. And it's all part of the, it's all part of the journey. So I, I just felt like that was on my heart to share, keep planting the seeds and you for never everyone, know where they'll grow. Yeah. And for everyone who's listening and I mean, that's uh, from 20 people to 20 subscribers to articles that are shared virally. Yeah. What are some of the, I want to say, what are the steps? I know there's a million, but when it comes to even just list building, like is the magic in ads, is the magic in partnerships? If somebody just wants to grow their bit, their list right now to a thousand, what would you suggest to them? Mm, Yeah. Great question. Thank you. I always suggest for people to get curious and playful in their businesses and approach your entrepreneurial journey with a spirit of experimentation. And I can see now looking back and connecting the dots that it's during the times that I was just playing and experimenting in my business that I happened upon something that ended up going viral or ended up adding 10,000 plus people to our list. And I see so many people try one thing and then they feel like it doesn't work. And then they try a few more things for that one thing and it's not working and they get frustrated and then sometimes give up or just like don't do anything else for a while. And business is all about, entrepreneurship is all about experimentation. So don't be afraid to play. And if you look at some of the greatest inventions that we have access to today, it was because there was some mad scientist playing all the time and tinkering all the time. Like how long did it take for the light bulb? There were like thousands of ways that were tried until one way worked because of that, the visualization of like, here's a possibility I can see it in my mind's eye. How can I make this work? And then continuing to try it and to eliminate all the ways that aren't working until you get to something that is. And I see too few people approaching their business with that spirit of experimentation, especially in the early stages of your business. So put out a few different opt-in offers and test them. And one of the fastest ways to grow to a thousand people is still by having a small ad budget. Like Even if you can spend $500 to $1,000 on ads to an opt-in, that's going to be a catalyst for your business to start um, gaining momentum a lot faster. So can you try a few different opt-ins and test and see what's working? Don't make assumptions because there have been so many times where I've thought, this is the greatest opt-in ever. Like This is one of the best things I've ever created. This is going to this is going to go viral so fast. And sometimes those are the things that are crickets or that don't get as much response. And every once in a while, I feel the call to do something. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't, I don't know about that. It doesn't feel that great. And I'll release it. And people just love it and are sharing it like crazy. And it's like a 75% conversion rate on the landing page. And I'm like, what? (laughs) So you just never, you never know. And you, got to keep trying. And if you just remember to play and to try and make it fun, especially in the first couple years of your business, like in the first couple years, I wasn't talking to very many people with She Takes on the World, but I kept talking. And I, I, here's another thing, show up for the people that are there in a big way, because one of your greatest advantages when you're just starting to share your soul's work with the world is that you get to drop in and connect with people on such a deep level. When I had 20 subscribers, I was emailing back and forth with those people all the time. I was checking in on them. I was seeing what they needed. Like I loved my people hard and I still love my people hard. It's just that I can't do that for over a hundred thousand people. It shifts and it's beautiful too. It's beautiful at every level and you can still show up fully But take advantage of the fact that when you're small, you can have these very personal connections with people. And I often see conversion rates super high when people are sharing and they're connecting deeply. So focus on the the connection and the playfulness, and then it's 
it's coaching. It's having a mentor. It's having someone who can guide you because building to a thousand subscribers, yes, it's a big deal. And it's easy when you know the steps to take and when you're playing and you're creating new offers and advertising them, like you can get to that point pretty quickly. And the energy of play and fun will always attract more soulmate clients. I think. Ah, uh, yes. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Yes. And your aura is your advertising, like the energy that you're putting out into the world. This is why your I love aura Instagram. Is your advertising. <laughs> yeah. You're, yes. That's yes. A good, that aura. That's a good sound bite. That's a good shareable. Your aura is your advertising. Absolutely. Absolutely. And every time that I step into a place of playfulness and less rigidity, you're exactly right. That's when the floodgates open. That's when the most aligned opportunities come and the soulmate clients come. And it's also been one of my biggest internal struggles is this battle, this war between like warrior CEO, Natalie and playful Natalie. And I feel like they're, they're a lot more integrated now. And this is the first time in my life where I truly feel them working together and cooperating instead of being at war with each other, because they're, they're very strong parts in me, like the warrior CEO, Natalie, who like makes big deals happen and gets things done. That's a very strong part of me. And then playful Natalie is also like, going and frolicking on the beach and getting dressed up in a costume to go to the grocery store because that's what feels like my authentic truth in the moment. Like <laughs> those are that that's also a big part of me. So having those parts work together and not be judging each other. <laughs> all Absolutely. The time, oh, I'd love to know. see you in the grocery store dressed up. Oh that's my goodness. So it awesome. happens. It happens a lot. If you're <laughs> If you're on the West side in LA, you are, you are going to see that. So people are like, what are you going to dress up as for Halloween? I'm like, I dress up whenever I want to. I don't wait till October 31st rolls around to get dressed up. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. We have Halloween coming up and uh, definitely dressing up, sharing that with the world. Is this what you talk about in the rituals? I talk about a lot in the rituals. So the rituals are a combination of ancient wisdom and ancient practices and also more modern meditations and practices that fit into our busy lives. And one of the things I try to give people are practices to cultivate well-being and deepen in their relationships and be connected to their purpose in ways that are, um, this is a term you may have heard before, the um, net like net habits or um, net time, which is no extra time. And this means that you incorporate, I, I try to give people rituals that they can incorporate into things that they're already doing anyway. Like if I'm in the mirror in the morning and at night and I'm brushing my teeth, what can I do while I'm brushing my teeth to make that an experience where I'm connecting to myself and it's more of a ritual and I'm very present to the experience. Can I do some mantras? Can I be looking in the mirror and telling myself how much I love myself or like looking at a part of me and being like, wow, your eyes look amazing today. And like, aren't you looking radiant? And I'm so grateful for you. Like just giving, giving myself some love in the mirror. Or if you're going to be in the shower anyway, one of the things that I love to do in the shower is visualize that water sprinkling down on you, pouring down on you as pure light or rainbow light and taking a few deep breaths and letting that rainbow light flood over me and just fully clear my energy and clear the day. So that takes no extra time. If I'm at a red light, instead of sitting there being like, I just got another red light. This is so annoying. I'm like, red light, beautiful. It's an opportunity to stop and an invitation to just return to my breath and return to gratitude. Um, I love doing flow of, of gratitude. And I'll do this sometimes when I'm brushing my teeth or in the shower too. I love just going on this like this flow where I find all these little things to be grateful for. And I usually try to do that for like three to four minutes because then you get into not just the big stuff, but you get into the smaller things. Like it's easy to get into a flow of, 
I'm so grateful for my family and I'm so grateful for my home and I'm so grateful for my dog and I'm so grateful to be alive. Like, can you get into all the little things though? Like, I'm so grateful that my beloved went and got me a coffee before jumping on this podcast and he thought about that and knew that I was excited about it. And I'm so grateful that we have this technology that's connecting us to be able to do this podcast and stream it out to so many people that are listening. And I'm so grateful for all of you who are listening that you you had the opportunity to listen to this and that it's somehow this this message in our podcast found its way to you. And I'm so grateful that I'm currently looking out over the ocean. And I love Mama Ocean so much. And I'm so grateful for her. And I wish we took better care of her. Like I could just keep going and going and going. And in that place, you just get high. And like the brain on gratitude, read the science behind it. It is mind blowing. It is mind blowing. Absolutely. And the research on gratitude, I mean, it's the National Institute of Health who's doing this research. Like it's one of the most widest, widespread publications, the highest reputation. And yet we still don't practice gratitude. Um, And one of the things I do is I set an alarm. One of the practices I love doing, and this is also um, in the book, I love to set my alarm for times throughout the day. Usually if I have some space in between meetings or something, I'll, I'll set a, an alarm and the alarm will go off and I name my alarm the practice or a little like love note to myself. So yesterday I had a lot of back-to-back calls and I had these little alarm love notes that went off in between calls that were like, take a deep breath you're doing great. Like what an amazing day. I'm so proud of you for just all these interviews you're doing in the space you're holding for people right now. Or other times it'll be like, okay, five minute gratitude break. And I'll just go into a flow of gratitude. And it brings me so much joy to just have a few spots during the day where it's like, Hey, stop and take 10 deep breaths. And it just goes off as an alarm. And I, I program those in the morning, usually while I'm like still in bed or just fresh out of bed so that I, I don't forget to do it. That's incredible. Use your alarms. Yeah. Everyone take out your phone right now and make a gratitude alarm. Yes. Yes. That's a good one. It's a good actionable to give people. How do we get our hands on this book? So the book is at nataliemacneil.com slash the rituals book. And you'll be able to read more about it. Of course, if you go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble or wherever books are sold, um, you'll also be able to look up the rituals. There are beautiful um, guided audios and practices that go along with it too that you'll find inside the book. And you're going to see it. You'll see it at a lot of other places too, because we have a lot of um, big retailers and specialty stores carrying it. So it's just taking on a life of its own and getting out into the world in all kinds of ways that I'm not even having to push. And that's another, it's another beautiful thing I've been seeing. And that's been revealed to me in getting this book out into the world. When I look back on and compare it to past book launches, like this just feels effortless. And so in the flow, it's amazing to, to see. Well, I'm going to do that right after this call, go ahead over there and order it. Natalie, that's amazing. And I I was so lucky to connect with you during this process. Can you just share with everybody else how, how you wrote this book? What were some of your rituals to get the words from your thoughts onto the page? Mm, yes. So one of the things I love talking about this, I love this whole interview, actually. I'm so grateful for yeah, it. I love too. that we're talking. I love that I'm seeing your face right now, even though everyone else isn't seeing your face. You're just looking so radiant. <laughs> I I love our like smiles and I've just loved, I've loved seeing you <laughs> as we've been recording. Um, I knew that to be true to this book and really embodying what I talk about in the book, that this book and the creation of it had to be a very ritualistic process. And I wrote the book in many seasons of my life and in many different places. And I actually wrote it in some of the places that I feel have opened me the most. I wrote it in Bali. I wrote it in Namibia. I wrote it in South Africa. I wrote it in parts of Europe. Um, It's something I've been working on for a few years now and and 
in different places because every place has a different energy that you can open into. And I also wrote it through different cycles of my life, being in heartbreak and moving and the pain that can come with big life transitions. I wrote it in falling madly in love. I wrote it in creating a new life. So I wrote it through many seasons. And then every time I went to write, it was always a meditation practice that I started with. It was always some breath work. It was always a process of speaking to the soul of the book. And one of the things I love to do with clients too, and the people I work with is really speak to the soul of the course or the soul of the book or the soul of their of their service that is wanting to be birthed through them. And having a relationship with what it wants to be. And so the book felt like its own thing. It felt like I was just a channel for this book. I was a vessel for it. And I was very mindful of emptying myself so that it could flow through me. And that was always the opening practice. And then I would either do stream of consciousness or I would just do a a flow of words. And these are two processes I use a lot for writing for any of you creatives out there that will sometimes get writer's block when you sit in front of a computer. It is challenging for me to write amazing stuff when I'm in front of the computer. It usually starts with either stream of consciousness where I'm asking myself a few questions and then I'm flowing the process I was talking about earlier in this interview, or it comes when I write down a few questions and I actually record myself flowing on parts of the book or I'll have a practice that wants to come through and I'll speak to that practice and I'm like, what is the practice that wants to come through right now that wants to be the next practice in this book? And then I close my eyes, I drop in and I record myself channeling that process or or just verbalizing like what it is and how I see it. And then I get that transcribed and I edit and I fill in the blanks, fill in the gaps in the transcription. Incredible. And I find it easier to write. I would not have as many books out in the world as I have without that process. There's no way. Hi everyone, thank you so much for being here. I wanna invite you into an incredible opportunity to become a coach. This is the Certificate in Mindfulness and Wellbeing Strategy. This is for the person who wants to launch and grow their own business, take on one-on-one clients, offer group coaching, lead retreats around the world, launch your own podcast, start a blog, bring in mindfulness and well-being practices and workshops into corporations and school systems. If this is hitting your heart and you are saying, hell yes, then this is the program for you. The Certificate in Mindfulness and Well-Being Strategy is a three-month journey where you work with me to launch and grow your business, plus have trainings from leading experts in mindfulness and well-being strategy. We will also meet for five days in tropical Nosada, Costa Rica, where we dive in deeply into business planning while being nurtured by our spiritual practices so you can birth your heart-centered business. Please check out the link in our notes. If you want to focus on freedom instead of the hustle, then this is the program for you. I'm looking forward to reading your application. Cohorts are open right now. Thank you. Natalie, one of the greatest things during our work together is you met your current romantic partner. Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, (laughs) That has been such a blessing in my life. And I, I feel so grateful for it. And I also did, I did so much work, so much inner work that allowed me to step so fully into a romantic partnership where I met in my depths. And he is so incredible. Like the way that he holds me and can hold space for me is just, 
um, one of the greatest blessings. And we've had so many adventures. Like it's been a fairly short amount of time we've been together and we've already traveled the world and we've done rituals together in other countries. And we had this incredible trip through Israel together and went to all of these ancient sites and did meditation and practice there. And like I, I'm so in awe when I even think about it. And when I think about where I was a year ago, or when I think about the state that I was in when I left my 10-year relationship, and then the work that I did on myself to clear out old beliefs and to prepare for this. And one of the things I, I heard very strongly soon after we met was like, this is the true love that you prepared for. This, this is true love and you're ready for this and yeah what a journey though to get there and all mm -hmm. the time I talk to my female entrepreneurial clients and, and they say Aaron I'm working all day I'm I'm doing my kundalini kriyas I'm writing the sales funnels I'm going live on Instagram I don't have time to date I can't even get myself to show up on these dates what would you say to these women so a little bit of backstory on my dating, because I think it's important for this conversation. I had made a commitment to go on at least a hundred dates after I left my very long relationship and a hundred dates. Some of them were very short, like quick half hour coffee dates. It's not like I was going for like long hours, long dinner dates with these, these men, but it allowed me to connect with what I don't want and what I do want in partnership and to get very clear on what I want. And that process did take a lot of time. And one of the things I hear from a lot of women is this argument of, I don't have time, or I go on these dates and they're like horrible. And I feel like I'm wasting my time. Like I could be working on my business. I could be doing something else. Like, yes. And that's true in any moment. You could always be doing something else. Um, and every time we meet somebody and we see that other person as a mirror with something to show us, we will always get something out of that interaction. And I really came to know myself on a deeper level through my dating journey because every person I sat across from and looked into their eyes, there was a new part of myself that I was able to discover or reclaim or embody that made me more powerful and more open and more in the receptive mode to be able to then eventually attract this man who meets me on so many levels. And there were a few people in that process where it's like on paper, they seemed so amazing or it was like an eight out of 10 and it was almost, and I was like, Oh, you're like, you're so close. And yet I didn't settle on the so close. I waited because my life is so extraordinary. Like I'm, I was so happy on my own. Someone had to be pretty epic and feel like they were enhancing my life to make that commitment. And Falling in love with yourself, I think, is one of the most important parts of attracting your romantic partner as well. And one of the, this is actually a ritual in the rituals book as well. And I'm totally going to do a rituals book for dating and for relationships. Um, that's going to be the next one. Um, I have a ritual called date yourself. And one of the things I was very mindful of while I was dating is to take myself on dates too. And dive deeper into me and give myself everything that I felt I needed from a romantic partner. And I romanced myself. I would like send myself flowers sometimes with like a little love note. Um, you can go online. There's quite a few services. If you Google these, you can go on and you can like send a text message online to anyone. So I would have text messages sent and you can like schedule them for different parts of the day. So I would like get a text message <laughs> from like, Hey, gorgeous. Like you're looking radiant today. Just little things like that. Romance yourself. Um, and that was another big part of 
of being able to step into this partnership that I'm in, that I'm in now. And there are ways that you can be getting ready for that partnership now. And then also just surrendering and trusting that it's going to happen in perfect timing and that you're being prepared for all of it. Uh, we need to do a whole podcast just on like love and re- relationships and all that fun stuff. It's That's like, a a, it's a piece. whole, it's a huge piece, especially for entrepreneurial women and like for powerhouse women. Uh, I know that it's a big pain point for women that I often work with and that are in my community, even though it's not something that I've like covered from a, from a like business perspective or had a program around, but I've seen so many women whose businesses feel stagnant or they feel like something isn't working or they're not good enough as a CEO. And when we dive deeper, there's often a lot of pain and that pain is rooted in a relationship that they're in or a past relationship. And so I've, I've done quite a bit of relationship work with people just because sometimes it's a big part of why business isn't working or why they feel stuck or um, why they're not fully in their power. It's very interesting. Absolutely. I have a client who wanted her business to be successful to prove an ex-boyfriend wrong. And I said, mm-hmm. if it's not coming from your highest self, if it's not connected to your your deep, deep soul alignment, then those clients are going to recognize that. And it's it's never going to be parallel. Mm-hmm. Natalie, yeah, incredible. Yeah, you're amazing. And I could talk to you forever. <laughs> Let's do this again sometime. Yeah. And for our last question, which we love to ask all our guests, if you had any words of wisdom for all the women in the world, what would you like to share with these women? You are doing the world a huge disservice when you hide your medicine, when you hide your gifts, when you hide your fullest, most powerful, authentic expression with us, you really do us such a big disservice. And I get that there is fear that comes with expressing yourself fully and deciding to say yes to the path that is sharing your soul's work with the world. And yet that is why you're here. That is a calling on your heart. And our conversations resonate with you. Aaron's work has resonated with you. This podcast has resonated with you. Like It's because you are here to usher in this new paradigm. That is what we are here for. And part of that is us fully owning every part of who we are and owning our power like never before. And this is the time to do that. And you are not alone. And there are so many people walking this path too. And you are already connected to those people because you are listening to this podcast. And we're all here and we're all in this together to to bring about these changes that are needed in the world and to bring about a new paradigm, a new way of being where the masculine and feminine is very in, in balance. And we need more women's voices and the full expression of women in this world. And your part, you are a big part if you are listening to this in that new paradigm own it connect with the other women who are who are part of that too part of these seismic shifts that are happening and trust trust the callings that are on your heart and that fire you feel in your belly and that longing for something more it's all in you for a reason and we all have gifts to put into the global cauldron. And the more we add those gifts, the more we're adding our full expression, the more that is alchemizing into what's needed and into this next chapter, into this next stage of, of evolution. That's what came through. Amen. (laughs) 
<laughs> Just a little casual <laughs> sermon on how to show up. Incredible. <sighs> Natalie, you're the best. Thank you. Sh- thank you Aaron, so much. Aaron, Aaron. Oh, so grateful for you. So grateful for all of you who listened to this today. Come send me a message on Instagram at Natalie McNeil and let me know one of the practices you're committed to trying from this interview, one of the things that you're going to to embody and and take on from this conversation today. I would love to hear from you. Thank you. Yes, we would all love to hear from you. If you liked this conversation, please rate, comment, subscribe, share with a friend, write in the comments what resonated with you, what rituals are you going to implement right now. Thank you so much for being here and have a great day.